Welcome to our last episode of 2023. I'm pretty excited for this episode. Since we started this podcast, Carol and I have done our annual year in review slash reflection type of episode. And maybe this is for kind of selfish reasons, but I've always enjoyed recording this episode because it's a good chance to look back and really reflect and think about the past 365 days. So we're doing it again this year. Our format's about the same as we've done it in our past years, where we kind of think about some of the key themes and chapters, as we're going to be calling it, in our past year, as well as highlights, challenges, and reflecting a bit on how we've changed and grown. I know it's a pretty common thing to do like New Year's resolutions and goal setting um, this time of year for people, but I think doing this reflection first makes those types of exercises even more valuable. So before Carol and I started recording this episode, we both personally went through and did a lot of thinking and writing to a whole bunch of questions. We followed this guide from, I think her name is Sissy. She has a substack and she had like a whole framework prepared for how she does these year reviews. So we'll link that in the episode description, but there's a bunch of kind of frameworks or processes that people go through, not to make it sound like work, but there's like a lot of different kind of templates and guides and you could just find what works for you. But I think the point is just taking the time to like reflect, introspect a little bit will better prepare you to set up like new goals for next year, intentions, or just overall to take in all that has happened. But yeah, with that, I think we'll be diving into some of those things that we thought and reflected on this past year. In terms of the importance of reflecting, I feel like going into new grad, it's been even more important maybe to me to have this time to think about like what I've done the past couple of months slash year and what are like the main themes that come out of that? What are the things that brought me a lot of joy or the things that did the opposite, like drained <laughs> my energy? Because mm-hmm. now that we don't have semesters for school or more tangible, I guess, goals set out for us, I feel like it's it's pretty important to sit down and like really think about what you want for yourself. Because otherwise, I don't know if Emily, you felt this way, One thing that I've dealt with is feeling kind of aimless in Mm -hmm. new grad sometimes, like not having a plan. So yeah, I think this exercise, like it might seem like one of those things everyone (laughs) says you should do, but a lot of people don't actually do. Yeah. Or even the act of setting resolutions. I know many people don't actually live up to them. Like I can't say that I've done everything I wanted to do, but reflecting can be just as powerful as like goal setting. So yeah, Mm -hmm. just want to put that out there. Yeah. It kind of feels almost like like an extended journaling session where you're mm-hmm. not just journaling about your day, but your entire year. And I think it has a lot of similar mm-hmm. benefits. But yeah, I guess the way we thought about this is kind of dividing our year up into chapters or themes. And on the surface level, we have like similar themes or chapters, but... I'm interested in hearing how Carol has experienced those either similarly or differently from myself. Okay, so in my notes, I divided this up into two chapters, the first one being student and the second one being new grad. And because of recency bias, I have a lot more notes for new grads. So Mm -hmm. if I miss a lot of the student (laughs) stuff, I think I just don't have a good memory. But we'll start off there. Yeah, I feel like the first half of the year feels like a lifetime ago. (laughs) This year has felt so weird when I think back on it because... It felt like so many different years, right? (laughs) Yeah, from January to September. The things that I was looking forward to, the things I was stressed about just like what I wanted in my life, like so different. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We've been calling it chapters of our year, but I feel like this year has almost felt like separate novels or books, (laughs) like two or three separate books all in squished into one year. Going back to the beginning of the year, there were a lot of like 
very big milestones that happened. We got our iron rings, which signifies that we finished our engineering degrees in Canada. Me and Emily finished our final year design projects, which is like this capstone project, and that took up a lot of time. Um, I think in our last episode, we talked about that being like the main stressor going into the year was finishing our FYDP. So yeah, we did that. Um, We passed. (laughs) We passed. Yeah, it was truly uh, a time. I feel like I blocked a lot of that out of my memory. (laughs) I I didn't think about it until you just brought it up now. Yeah, like we put a lot of effort into that project. But yeah, thing of the past and... We also graduated, which is huge. Do you have any thoughts? I don't know. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> no, I think, I feel like the start of the year, there's a lot of things that we were looking forward to and we've been looking mm-hmm. forward to for a long time. And it was like, they were finally all happening and they were all happening yeah. so quickly. Like, I feel like every couple of weeks we had a big event or like a big, I don't know, achievement or uh, milestone. So it was an exciting time, but it was also like very I don't know it was just like so many things happening at once and right after convocation we also went on our grad trip we have a whole episode talking about our last summer break but we spent a lot of time planning for it we backpacked for the first time across southeast asia me and emily traveled for the first time internationally which was fun and yeah just like had a lot of fun traveling across the world with our friends there's like the saying that everyone says to like live in the moment mm-hmm. and cherish your time and I feel like that <laughs> period of life was like the truly like the only period where I like really 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 invested in that like I think back on <laughs> my last couple months of school this year and I can't remember yeah I can't remember Studying? the last time I studied <laughs> I guess <laughs> Like, like, I don't think I spent any time in the study room or, like, studying by myself for that long. Mm-hmm. And that is just really different from, like, all the other years I've been in school. But I look back and I'm like, wow, like, I'm really proud of saying that I wanted to prioritize my social life more and then actually doing Do that. Yeah. Um, definitely don't regret not studying more, I think. <laughs> like you were saying it was back-to-back iron ring ceremony and then like capsule presentations and all these like farewell parties and then like yeah. grad trip but throughout all of that it was just like so much time with people and like cherishing time with your friends and spending time with your family and I was really just living in it at the end of the summer break I made a scrapbook of my years in university and a lot of my pictures in like first to third year were all of like me with one other person or a smaller group of people. Have you seen the scrapbook or did you show us part part of it? Yeah I took a couple photos Um, after I finished and sent Uh it to a group chat but I guess I wasn't able to show the full thing Yeah. um, which if you visit me in Pittsburgh then (laughs) (laughs) I would be super down to show you but yeah I noticed that like in fourth year, nearly all of my photos were group photos, and I feel like I looked happier in those photos too. Uh-huh. And I think that just showed me that maybe I'm more of an extrovert than I think <laughs> I am. So, yeah, I think just like living in the moment and spending time with people is like yeah. how I view that stage or chapter. What about you? Do you have any thoughts around that? Yeah, I would say mine. My thoughts are are very very similar. I think on what you just said around like being realizing that maybe you're more extroverted than you thought I had I wrote down almost exact same thing of this mm. year I also was like maybe I'm not an introvert and mm. this has probably been my most social year ever in terms of time spent with people and friends like meeting new people mm-hmm. going out going to parties and things like that <laughs> I had this teacher in high school he taught me like chem or something but mm-hmm. he would always go on these lectures about life <laughs> And one of the lectures he went on one time was like, he really wanted us to go on this field trip. And I was like, oh, I can't go on that field trip. I have like tests or like I have things to study for. And he was like, when you look back at your academic career, are you really going to think about your tests that you aced or all the good marks that you got? Or are you going to think about the memories you made? (laughs) And I was like, oh, it's kind of true. And I feel like that really applied (laughs) to the last term where yeah, I don't I can't really remember anything about school, but 
I, it's all like the memories we made like with friends and just like having a good time yeah I think 4b was also like the term I drank maybe the most <laughs> I don't remember how many times you came out to Phil's but in our last month of school <laughs> there was four or five weeks in a row where I went out on a Sunday night to this kind of basement club in Waterloo <laughs> And they played throwback music. So that was, I think that's one of my top memories from that term. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like throughout university, people always trashed on Phil's a lot. Like they would say mm-hmm. how like dirty and loud and like rowdy the people were. Yeah. But it definitely is like probably one of my favorite clubs in Waterloo. <laughs> and too. I'm kind of sad that we didn't discover <laughs> it until our last term. term. Yeah. I think Sunday was also really special though because it was mostly mm-hmm. all fourth years and a lot of it were people in right. our class. Like, can you imagine going to Phil's, like, in 2B on a Sunday night with, like, 8 a.m., like, the next day? But, yeah, yeah, it was a good club. (laughs) But I think even though a lot of what you said was true, I feel like that was a bit more of the later half of the term Mm -hmm. for me. I feel like the start Mm -hmm. of 2023, I think I have maybe a couple more, like, quote-unquote chapters when I think about Mm -hmm. my year. And a lot of them correspond quite closely with the seasons because I think when I think about winter, like January and February of 2023, I think that's when I spent a lot of, quite a lot of time by myself Mm. and like alone in my room, but not in like a, not in a depressing way, but (laughs) (laughs) I think that's when I, like that, that was a period of time when I journaled every single night and I was doing a lot of writing and, oh, I think I also read quite a lot, but I think I had a lot more time to myself in those couple of months. I think a lot of introspection. Yeah, I think that drinking and partying didn't really happen until later on because I remember I still like went to the gym almost every day in the morning. Mm -hmm. I had like a nice morning and night routine. I think the first two-ish months of the year, I just really had a lot of time to myself. And I think it was time pretty well spent in terms of like, taking care of myself and yeah I guess like self-care-esque because I think yeah going into the year there were still parts of me that were like I don't know I don't I wouldn't say like unhappy but that were like still I guess healing in a way from everything Mm -hmm. that happened in 2022 um Mm -hmm. so I think the start of the year was like a bit more of that for me rather than just like the fun and excitement do you feel like you got a lot out of that alone time that you spent Mm -hmm. yeah I think so I think it was really important or like I'm really happy that I had that period of time because I feel like the rest of the year was so chaotic and busy I felt like I had so much time and quiet in my life especially in January and I I was reading through my journal before this and I remember just writing like I really want more things to happen in my life I feel so restless right now but looking back I'm like I'm really grateful I had the time to really think about what I wanted I think that's when I yeah just thought a lot about like what habits should I be building this year like setting intentions and things like that I don't know like it's a lot of like the cheesy things people talk about but like I think that was actually really useful in the long run I guess one other thing I want to add to this student phase was this feeling of like immense gratitude especially over our grad trip I feel like the four hardworking years that we had (laughs) in university, I kept thinking to myself like, oh, when will this work pay off? When will I be able to actually like have fun and let loose and spend my money? (laughs) And I also think like the end of last year, I was for some reason kind of financially anxious. I remember that. I just like, (laughs) I was scared that I was spending too much money and I was trying to save in a lot of weird ways. Um, (laughs) And I think just being able to travel to so many places over the summer and just throughout this year, I feel like in some of those moments where we're going out, I stop and I'm like, wow, I can't believe I can afford this lifestyle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm financially independent to be able to have fun, which, Mm. (laughs) I don't know, like, I feel like having fun is, like, kind of expensive, Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially if you're living in the city. And and being able to do, like, such a long grad trip and... Yeah. A grad trip that's so far, like flying to Asia was not <laughs> cheap. I feel like this year we've talked a lot about new experiences on this podcast, but I think one footnote 
is we're very privileged to be able to have those opportunities and Mm -hmm. yeah hopefully you know hopefully we can still sustain this lifestyle but I'm just very grateful that we can right now Mm -hmm. yeah I think I don't know if I thought about it that much during the grad trip itself but I definitely Mm -hmm. relate a lot right now to what you're saying like looking at the job I have and being able to travel so much like to come home for the holidays and to like work remotely things like that I was just thinking about how grateful I am to be in this position and to do all these things at like our age like 23 years old and be able to like not have to save up for like many years to go on a vacation which like my parents had to do um Mm -hmm. when we were younger so definitely feel very grateful for that yeah I think grad trip I was also very a lot of our friends throughout university like we've only the main times we've been with them was through school and you don't like we still do fun things but it's different from I think traveling for a whole month with friends and it was really Mm -hmm. nice to be able to do that and kind of experience a different part of life with a group of people that you spend so much time with but to be able to do that like halfway around the world so that was a lot of fun that'll probably be the last time we'll have that much time (laughs) off (laughs) maybe maybe our sabbatical (laughs) when we take a sabbatical i'm excited for my sabbatical already (laughs) when is that gonna happen though (laughs) i heard it's every well at least at my company it's every five years (laughs) that's a long time that's like going through university again yeah yeah i feel like my perception of time is weird right now like i don't Mm. know like i i feel like i'm still in like student mindset where like i expect so many things to change every year even if maybe it won't you know yeah just based off of my trajectory so far i feel like what i've wanted has changed a lot so Yeah, it's been hard for me to long-term plan recently. (laughs) In a way, we do have more freedom and potential for change than we did when we were a student. Mm. Because when we were a student, we were still locked into finishing school and being in Waterloo until this year. (laughs) But now you could theoretically be anywhere. It seems like the first couple of months was me closing off my (laughs) student life, whereas for you, Mm -hmm. there was still room for change. Is there anything else other than the alone time you spend and like going out and drinking (laughs) (laughs) that you want to bring up from those months or the first half of the year. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting insight. One other thing that happened was along with the like alone time and I guess more introspection I did at the start, I feel like I went into the year with like a looser held identity or like sense of self than I had Mm -hmm. in the past. And I think this was, like, also brought in from, like, 2022. But for the first time, I felt like I didn't really have a super strong sense of, like, what I valued and who I was Mm. um, in some aspects of life. Not, like, in every aspect, but just in, like, certain aspects. And it was an interesting time because I think while it was uncomfortable at times to, like, not really know who I am and feel like I was doing things that were, like, out of character in a way having a looser sense of identity is what made me more open to new experiences and what encouraged me to do things that I probably wouldn't have done like in any other year or things that I felt like were unlike me. There are some things that I guess I learned that I liked or that I was like, oh, like this has expanded how I see myself. And then there are other things I tried it and I was kind of like, okay, this doesn't like, this feels really weird inside. So like, I don't think this aligns with who I am. So maybe, yeah, this is kind of connected to the introspection part, but I think I went out of my comfort zone quite a lot, and I think I have a much better sense of who I am now than I did at the start of the year. So letting loose helped you actually better understand yourself? Yeah, that's a good way to put it, because then you try all these things, and instead of just like hypothetically being like, oh, that doesn't seem like something I would like. Or, oh, that seems mm-hmm. not like me. You kind of go out mm-hmm. there and actually test it and actually validate or disprove certain mm-hmm. beliefs you held about yourself. And I think in general, it just made me realize like how many things we do because we think those things are in character or we don't do because we think they're out of character. And I think it mm-hmm. can be limiting. I think from a friend perspective, yeah, I think one habit I realized I needed to grow out of is 
thinking of my friends as like a certain type of person Mm. I feel like it's easy to think of your friends to have these certain traits and Mm -hmm. you go to them for these things and you do these types of activities together yeah but I feel like we've been friends for long enough now where I've seen you change a lot and I feel like Uh this past year has definitely been like what you said like some of the (laughs) things you did were maybe more out of character compared to yeah I guess just different like your perception of me or expectations yeah and I think at first I was like a little shaken (laughs) (laughs) just like I was like oh Emily's like doing all these new things (laughs) where is this gonna go (laughs) and hope that you still felt like I was there for you throughout all of that but yeah I think looking back despite a lot of things that you did seeming out of character I feel like your core values were still the same And that Mm -hmm. was kind of reassuring to me to be like, okay, like Emily is still the Emily that you know, if that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Like she's still the same person, but she is trying a lot of new things and you have to be okay with that. Just Uh let her do her thing and don't hold any judgment or like opinions on that. Yeah, I think that's just one thing that I realized after being a friend through that and something I want to be more of when I make friends in the future is just like, okay, this is my first impression of them, but that's not the full thing and you have to expect your friends to change. To change, yeah. I feel like I could tell like in earlier times when I guess you were like surprised or maybe a little bit more judgmental of things other people would do, but I, Mm -hmm. I, I feel like I noticed this year that you've like become quite a bit less judgmental (laughs) (laughs) these things so I think you're making good progress Mm -hmm. yeah and I appreciate your concerns (laughs) I think I don't remember if we explicitly talked about it but I I was like at Uh one point I was like "Hmm, I think Carol might be a little bit concerned but it was like I knew I came from like a loving place you know so I appreciate her looking out for me I just Mm -hmm. recently listened to this podcast episode where this girl is talking about how she needs to learn how to not drive all of her decisions by thinking of like a cohesive, I don't remember how she put this, not be mad at yourself (laughs) if you do something that seems like it's not cohesive with everything else you've done, I Mm -hmm. guess, in the past. Yeah, I think I also want to try to embody that more next year. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's so many like unconscious or subconscious Mm -hmm. boxes we put ourselves in or we tell ourselves that we should be doing this or we should be doing that that we don't really realize at all until we really question why don't I want to do this or why do I think I shouldn't do this and yeah, I feel like you just experience a lot more. Yeah, if you're like aware of those and are like more open to trying new things. How did I, I feel like I had a good way of summarizing it somewhere (laughs) in my notes, but I don't think I can find it. Oh, oh yeah. The word they use instead of like a looser held identity Mm -hmm. was having a more flexible identity. Mm. So something that can, like you were saying, I think it's still important to have like core values of who you are, but there's a lot of other things that don't necessarily mean anything to who you are like fundamentally that sometimes maybe people judge or like associate with Mm -hmm. different things so yeah yeah, I thought that's a good way of looking at identity where there's like kind of a foundation but then things above it can be like more flexible or looser Mm. (laughs) do you remember that episode we recorded on identity a while ago I don't even remember what we talked about (laughs) in that episode I feel like I have a lot of updated thoughts (laughs) after this past year the next phase or chapter of this year for us was this new grad phase i moved to pittsburgh emily moved to sf and i think the first couple months (laughs) It's only been a couple months, but the, the very first period of new grad was like pretty unsettling and uncomfortable for me. I think on the micro level, there were a lot of uncomfortable situations that I was in because I was new to the city. I would say like 90% of the social gatherings I went to, I like went by myself and didn't know mm-hmm. anyone. I traveled with a group of people that I like barely knew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, was more brave on like the social front and then I also pursued dance 
I guess I didn't talk about this. I, I started going to oh, dance yeah. classes for the first time because it's something I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But you I always did, told myself. You kind of started in 4B too with UW yeah. Pop. Yeah. I started a little bit in 4B, but I continued that intentionally. And yeah, and I think like dance as a, as a sport or a hobby is like something that really, it can be an uncomfortable situation, especially for someone like me who does not perform that much like I never grew Mm -hmm. up performing or being on a stage and I was always really scared of that but now I go to dance class and we learn to dance and we like dance in front of everyone and I feel like I just see myself a lot more comfortable in those situations and I think on a macro level I was very uncomfortable with ambiguity I don't know I felt like I just like threw myself in this like pond Mm -hmm. And I, like, didn't really know how to swim. <laughs> and I was just, like, every morning I'd get up and go to work and, like, do my whole thing. But then I'd come home and be like, what are you actually working towards? Like, where mm-hmm. is this going? I feel like I spent a lot of my alone time clinging to the past. Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess I was comparing a lot of, like, uh-huh. my first couple of months in Pittsburgh to this very social phase in the beginning of the year. Not that I wasn't being social in Pittsburgh, but it was just a lot more quiet. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like I had to reframe my idea of like output i think in college even like without really having to plan for it like if you just do school you will get marks back and you'll mm-hmm. get like either validation, validation. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you either get like validation of like oh you're learning a concept or like a reminder to study more like there's something mm-hmm. that's like guiding you to tell you what to do next but then in new grad you don't really have a lot of those minor milestones I feel like I was setting these very high expectations for what I wanted to be as a new grad, even though Mm -hmm. your life is very busy as a new grad and you don't necessarily have a lot of alone time to think about those things. So I think it was just this like negative cycle of me being like, Carol, you're not working hard enough. (laughs) Why are you, you know, doing all these things? And then I think also because I had more alone time in new grad, it, it was easier to fall into those thought processes. I think we talked about a lot of this in our new grad episode too, like those feelings that you were just describing. I guess how had, I'm curious because we haven't even talked about this yet either, like on a personal level, but have those feelings subsided more or how do you feel now since we last talked about it on that episode? Mm -hmm. I think definitely thought about it a lot more and I think I've come to like two conclusions. This first one is something that my roommate told me and has really stuck. Mm -hmm. And he also told me he's told you this before and you told him that you found it inside (laughs) school, so I don't know if you'll remember. Um, Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. (laughs) But one day we were walking to the park and I was I was doing this whole spiel to him, basically what I just said. And (laughs) he was like, Carol, like, (laughs) Carol, maybe a part of maturing and growing as a person is just learning to be comfortable in ambiguity, accepting that and being okay with it. And I feel like I never really framed it like that in my head. Like I always mm-hmm. thought that if you were swimming in ambiguity, that you weren't really making progress towards anything. Thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I guess in another light, like you can think of it as like, if you are able to like sit in that and then be okay with it. Yeah. Be okay with it. Then that is like a sign of you growing as a person. Hmm. So then I was like, oh, I guess maybe this is good that I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so negatively, but I found myself, like, I guess, like, accepting it yeah. slowly as like the months went on. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about a diff- slightly different variation, which, like, I don't know, how, do, you, do you think ambiguity and uncertainty, are those, like, synonyms to you, or are they a bit different? They're strongly tied, tied. <laughs> to me. Yeah. I think I've had similar thoughts, but... I've been thinking about it more in terms of uncertainty, where I don't like how much uncertainty there is about the future. And what he said in response to that was, uncertainty is what makes life exciting. Or that's what makes, Mm. that's like what makes Mm. life what it is, you know? I see. Like not know, like he's like, how boring would it be if you knew exactly where you're going to be a year Mm -hmm. from now and five years from now? Mm versus it being a mystery so I guess that's like a slightly different variation but kind Mm. of around a similar idea yeah that's like the first kind of conclusion Mm -hmm. I came to and then the second one is just like how 
like cool it is to be intentional. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm not it properly. I think this is probably one of the periods where I've been the most intentional about my decisions. And that's something that I'm pretty proud of. I think partly it's because like Pittsburgh is a smaller, quieter city. So I do have more alone time and more time to myself to think about these questions. But I think after like the first couple months of new grad socials, for example, uh-huh. I like made a very conscious decision to figure out in the beginning of the week what socials and events do I actually like want to go to, which ones are okay to miss, being more intentional with my time. Yeah. And then also from a social media perspective, the first time I've like felt I've been more intentional about cutting out digital noise mm-hmm. and it's had really positive effects on my productivity and my well-being and I'm like wow like why did I not do this before <laughs> what does your social media usage look like now so before I think my screen time was like six hours a day uh-huh um, like on an average and- like work day or yeah on an average okay. school day like, okay. like combined with like music listening and all that and now it's like two and a half hours so i've oh. cut it down by two thirds mm-hmm. nice. and i don't feel the need to like reach for my phone when i'm bored anymore like i'll just oh. go on my laptop instead like i'll uh. read blog posts instead of like yeah. on instagram even though it's still like social media it's like a change in the right direction mm-hmm very highly related to <laughs> our second most recent episode on social media. Do you think you're better at sitting with boredom or just like quiet silence? So like in the past, if you would reach for your phone, let's say if you were bored and you had nothing to do for like five, ten minutes, what would you do instead now? Yeah, I <laughs> I spend more time thinking. <laughs> <laughs> You sound like your roommate. <laughs> no, this I think I do. I do spend more time thinking, but I also like I, I think instead of going on my phone, I'll go talk to someone or I'll go on my laptop <laughs> instead. Mm-hmm. And usually, my laptop I don't use that for social media. I use that to like research something or learn. I think the laptop is like a better digital interface sometimes into like a more productive work stream. Yeah. Yeah, or sometimes I just sit and I just I just light a candle and I just chill. <laughs> yeah. Sound very zen. Yeah, so I think one like perk about moving to Pittsburgh that I have begun to appreciate more is that there is not a lot of like things competing for your time. Mm. And I feel like I'm like really living my life to my own pace. Like mm. if I want things to be busy, I will like book a lot of things or I'll like set up more things with my friends. But if I feel stressed out about work or I want to wind down more, I can really just like block out my week and mm-hmm. have all my evenings to myself. And mm-hmm. I think that's something I I want to take advantage of when I'm there is just like making the most of that alone time. Yeah. I feel like now thinking about what you just said, our years are like kind of flipped where you had a <laughs> lot of alone time in the beginning of the year and then it was like, packed afterwards whereas for me it was like packed throughout most of the year and then after I moved now I've had a lot of time to yeah be alone it sounds like you have like a good sense of control over your time I think it can be easy for time to be filled up with busy work or just like what you were saying doing things that maybe you don't necessarily want to do yeah over the past couple of months I've also done a couple spontaneous trips like I went to Denver and then I went to New York went to Houston, went to SF. So like, I guess traveling within the States a lot. Mm -hmm. Those are like really fun trips. And they were like the super packed, like time flies by super fast type of experiences. Mm -hmm. But I feel like being in Pittsburgh has almost made me appreciate going on trips a lot more. There's like a separation between doing a lot when I'm like on a trip and then coming back to Pittsburgh and Mm -hmm. just like focusing on on myself and my work and like where I want to spend my time Mm -hmm. and sometimes when I'm like in those busier cities I do look forward to coming home and just like chilling (laughs) for like a day or two so yeah I think that's also been like an interesting thing that's come out of the move that makes sense yeah that fits in what with what you're saying about being more intentional like going on these trips you have the intention of doing a lot and experiencing a lot whereas like your day-to-day life doesn't necessarily need to be that And I guess this also partially helps solve that ambiguity Mm -hmm. that I felt in the beginning because I guess when I first moved, I like didn't really have concrete hobbies or like 
a weekly routine, but having that now has kind of solved like a lot of that for me. There's still a lot of big questions that I have no idea how to answer, <laughs> but like in terms of just like things to do in the week and like setting attentions, I feel like I've made a lot of progress mm-hmm. since our last episode. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like you're in a much more, mm, I don't know if peaceful is the right word, but you seem to be more at peace and comfortable <laughs> with how life is going than you were last time we talked about it. I think when we recorded the episode about new grad, I think I was in a similar spot to you then where that was like the peak of my mini existential crises that lasted like maybe a month. And I think since then it's gotten a lot better. I think a lot of it was it just takes time to feel adjusted. I think I'm still looking for something that gives me a stronger sense of purpose. I have noticed that like when I'm busier at work, I generally feel better about myself or about my day. And I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. So I st- mm-hmm. I feel like I'm still looking for something that I want to channel more of my energy into and have a, a purpose outside of work. But yeah, I don't know if I have much more to add to like some of the things you were saying other than maybe it's just like time and acceptance. Yeah. Oh, actually, wait, no, I do have one thing, I think. This is also one of those things that people say all the time and you really have to like realize it yourself. And it's not to say that like anything drastic has happened for me to have this realization, but I think when people complain about their life, especially if they're in like a position where I feel like I'm pretty privileged in terms of I have control over a lot of my time after work and like what I do, a lot of your life is what you make of it and you have a lot of agency to control the events that happen in your life and what you do so I was like if I feel like I'm bored or I feel kind of lonely here like I should just go out and make more plans (laughs) these are problems that I can solve by doing something about rather than sitting in my room complaining about them realizing that you have a lot of agency and control over your own life and how you want to live it has also helped I think one comment on that is after moving and being around a lot of people who I feel like are very different Mm -hmm. from my college friends i've noticed that like both you and me and some of our close friends from college one common theme is that we're very big executors Mm. like more so than i think the typical person and like it's exactly what you just said where it's like i feel like we're constantly thinking about like what are things we can improve in our lives like why (laughs) am i bored like we like ask ourselves these questions Uh but we don't dwell on it too much we just like plan a thing or we like go out or do something about it like we'll talk about getting a couch and my roommate will think that we're just kidding and then I'll actually buy the couch. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's one example. If I say that I'm like thinking about something, yeah. I feel like I spend not too long before I just like do, do something it? about it. Yeah. Um and I feel like that's the same for you. Like I think uh-huh. you're a very big like let's execute and like maybe that also aligns with your job as uh-huh. a PM, but yeah. Interesting. Really? Hmm. I yeah I don't know if I've ever realized that in other people but interesting observation (laughs) I feel like it's pretty relative because like a lot of people at Waterloo I feel like we're kind of similar yeah so then it's like hard to notice these traits about yourself but like now that we're like taken out of that context I realize like some of the traits in the beginning you were saying paying attention to your health Mm -hmm. um, and how that (laughs) affects things Uh um yeah so Poor health has been a huge trend over the past year. For Carol? (laughs) Yeah, for me, for me. (laughs) When I think about the worst parts of the year, it was when I had COVID twice. And all the other times I thought I had COVID. Oh, really? You had COVID twice this year? Yeah. (laughs) I had strep throat. I went to the ER once. I was on a lot of medication. Yeah, it was just like a rough year for my health. Do you know why? I think... Most of the times I've gotten sick were after trips, so my inference is just, like, travel makes me really sick for some reason, and there were a few times that I think were because of stress Mm -hmm. and lack of sleep. It's not a great feeling to feel kind of helpless, I think, when you're sick, because you're kind of just like, oh, there's all these things I want to do, but Mm -hmm. I can't do them until I get better first, and so it's like, all of that has made me a lot more appreciative of when I'm not sick, Mm -hmm. and... One takeaway is that it's never too early to prioritize your health, mm-hmm. even though we're 23 and technically I could be like, quote unquote, making the most of my time mm-hmm. as a new grad. 
I feel like, I feel like I'm gonna take more precautions with my health, like, yeah. just making sure I'm, like, exercising more regularly, maybe spacing out my travel a bit more, so that I'm not, like, flying out, like, every two weeks, which I was at some point this mm-hmm. year, wearing masks at the airport. I think there's, like, a lot of small things you can do to help yourself get to a, a higher steady state in terms of your immune system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hope you 2024 is a year of better health for you. I feel like health is always one of those things you don't appreciate until you you don't have it anymore. And then you're like, wow. Yeah. I wish I, if only I had the health I did back then. This year I've been reading and consuming a lot more content around health and longevity. Like my uh, top listen to podcast was the Huberman Lab podcast. And then <laughs> I've been reading... Um, more on longevity as well and I think it is interesting or it's good to be just like more aware of all the different factors that impact your health like I think everyone knows Mm. that like sleep stress and like diet like matter right but like understanding kind of the science behind it or more of the nuances has been interesting and I feel like has also made me more self-aware too of like oh this week I've been eating these foods so my brain hasn't felt like it's been as clear as it could be or things like that yeah I feel like one of the things that I didn't really know would affect my health so much is stress Mm -hmm. like in college I feel like I was like constantly stressed (laughs) or I don't know maybe my immune system was higher back then but I think this year it's like having been sick so many times it's really taught me the importance of managing my stress levels not just for like my mental health but like my physical health Mm -hmm. like it will make me sick so yeah yeah Mm mm-hmm Okay, I have one last thing mm-hmm. on new grad, <laughs> and this is like my last note. So, <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> so this is going to sound really cringy, but I think the last theme is just like really saying hello to the real world. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had video for this podcast. <laughs> So people could see the face you made when you said that. I was like, oh, I really don't want to say that, but then I can't think no, of a better great. phrase. <laughs> what, what do you mean okay. by that? <laughs> it um, means we did a good job naming our podcast. <laughs> I think this year moving to the States has been tough because I feel like I was hit with a lot of logistical and societal constraints. I feel like in college, even though we were earning money and we were like trying to learn how to budget, learning to do our taxes and we had to pay like our credit bills, that was like a good intro, I guess, into Mm -hmm. everything you deal with as an adult. But I feel like this year I've really had to like sit down and just like list all of the bills I have every month and like actually spend time budgeting. Like the level of responsibility has increased a lot more. Yeah, I feel like throughout college, I was pretty optimistic about everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not to say that I'm not anymore. When I was younger and I would go to like family dinner parties, most of the other kids were always a lot older than me and they had been adulting for a while and they would always tell me to cherish my time as a student <laughs> because your problems will only get bigger when you grow older. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm only just starting to realize that and it like kind of hit full force. The decisions that you have to make are just... They have longer-term implications. Yeah. There's like, yeah, there's a lot more weight to the decisions you make and they have bigger consequences or limitations tied to them. I don't think I'm going to go too in-depth, but yeah, immigration is one thing I've been thinking a lot about. I've had to force myself to be more rational with what I want in my life, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. So, yeah, I don't know if that's something that you've experienced, I was very fortunate to have parents who like helped me deal with a lot of my daily things, keeping track of like mm-hmm. doctor or dentist appointments, insurance, and yeah. even taxes a little bit. But now that I've moved out, I am the only person who is taking control and thinking about these things. Mm-hmm. Our family is also, they're both in Canada and like they don't know how these systems work in the States. So I've also had to like teach them about like what I'm learning and it's just like, it's exciting because I guess you are like the one making all those decisions, but there, yeah, there's a lot of weight to those decisions. I think when we were in college, we were still shielded from a lot of the responsibilities that we have now, or a lot of the decisions we were making were 
just for a short shorter term right like we were just thinking about like oh like in the next year or like until we graduate college but now a lot of the decisions we make are like planning or setting us up for the next like five ten plus years which Mm -hmm. feels a lot more scary to make but i think like a lot of these decisions that we're making even though they seem like they hold a lot of weight there's not that many decisions that are completely irreversible I think when you think about it in the grand scheme of things and when you compare us to Mm -hmm. the rest of our the population like there's people Mm -hmm. who are like almost 30 and still not independent from their parents Mm -hmm. and they're like just starting out like I guess being independent and they still end up okay so I just remind myself that like sometimes it's just like a bubble and we're already in like Mm -hmm. a good spot I think there's not that many decisions that we could make or that we would make that would really like ruin our lives (laughs) I feel like the saying that life is a marathon, not a race, really applies mm-hmm. now as a new grad in college because things happen so fast. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I'm still stuck in that mindset where I'm like, oh, like I feel like I need to have this decision made by like the end mm-hmm. of the term or like, like I need to figure this out by next month. But yeah, I guess like in reality, we can take things slower now. Mm-hmm. Like these bigger decisions don't need to be made now. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess we do have our whole lives to figure a lot of these things out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And things yeah. are so much more straightforward when we were a student <laughs> compared to now. <laughs> so those are very different playing fields. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you feel like you learned in new grad that I haven't talked about yet or anything you want to add on to? I think this goes back to when you're talking about the social aspect of new grad and this is like the broader theme of what we were talking about like realizing maybe that we're more extroverted than we thought but I think this year I've grown a lot more comfortable and confident in my ability to talk to new people. I think especially in new grad like I could relate a lot to what you're saying about going to parties and only knowing one person there or like going to all these events and basically not knowing anyone and I think it really took a lot of social energy for me to go to a lot of these events, but I think that practice has also just made me, yeah, a lot more comfortable and confident to go to these sorts of social situations. So I think that's like, I guess, one piece on like the introversion and extroversion. And then also pretty related to what you were saying earlier about the ambiguity that you feel. I'm trying to be more okay with being bored and I think opposite to you I feel like I've been using my phone more now and I can feel the negative (laughs) effects so I want to try and Mm -hmm. yeah use my phone less overall maybe it's because this year has been very exciting and there's been so many things going on but I feel like my overall stimulation levels or like need for dopamine is really high right now where I feel like I constantly Mm. need like a lot of stimulation to feel excited or (laughs) to feel (laughs) to like yeah Mm. I don't know to feel certain emotions and part of it might be due to my increased phone use and part of it just might be due to the year so I'm trying to be okay with time where I'm just bored and then one other thing that I haven't really talked about that has made a big part of my year is meeting my boyfriend i briefly talked about when or how we started dating but we started seeing each other at the end of the school year so like in that phase he was one of the people i went to fills with (laughs) every (laughs) every weekend we met at the beginning of the year and i think this relationship for me at the start was one of those things where like i i didn't intend on dating at least until I moved to SF because I was like it wouldn't really make any sense to like start a new relationship I was having a good time by myself and I was like I think this (laughs) time by myself is good for me so Mm -hmm. I did not anticipate entering a relationship at the start of last year or like this time last year but (laughs) it happened and yeah it's been a really (laughs) I don't know it's been a really good relationship I think a lot of what I've learned about myself, about what I want in a partner, have come to fruition in this relationship. It was like also an interesting relationship to navigate at the beginning 
we were in a situation ship for a long time because we knew we were going to be a long distance. And I, in that period of time, I realized how uncomfortable I was with that uncertainty because I was like, what is the status of our relationship? And it wasn't that we didn't want to commit, but it was just more there was like so much uncertainty about the future. It was quite stressful. That was like also another example of me realizing how bad I am with uncertainty because I was like, I need to know like, what's going to come out of this situation uh, situation <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so there is like some ups and downs at the start but we figured it out we are still doing long distance so i've been in new york pretty often this fall visiting him <laughs> that's a big update <laughs> <laughs> yeah a pretty big update i feel like one of the themes of this year i think is serendipity And I feel like there's been so many events and people that I have met or things that have happened by what seems like pure coincidence. And meeting him was one of those. Carol and I went to this bar event night during our Iron Ring ceremony week that we like kind of signed up for on a whim. We were kind of like on the fence about it and we're like, maybe we should go. And then we (laughs) went and... Mm -hmm. The people there were very different from people we normally would interact with, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were putting ourselves out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I saw two people I had met in high school like five years ago that I hadn't seen since. And I was like, oh, should I go say hi to them? And I think like in a lot of situations, I would have just pretended to not have seen them. But that mm-hmm. night, I was like, oh, you know what? I'll go say hi. And then I went to say hi to them. And then... My boyfriend was one of their friends. And yeah, that's how we met. There's so many things that almost didn't happen and I might have not mm-hmm. met him. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people I've met this year kind of happened that way where it's just like, oh, so many mm-hmm. like small events led up to it happening. In the beginning, you were saying how a big part of this year was like letting loose of what you thought you wanted. Mm-hmm. Do you think that also applies to this relationship? relationship? <laughs> huh. <laughs> I think okay I don't <laughs> when he listens to this I think he might learn some new things I don't know if I've told him this before <laughs> I think if I approached it how I normally would I probably would have not been as open to seeing him as I was I think it helped that in a way the situation ship thing actually helped quite a lot because I think neither of us were expecting it to be anything super serious and I think that helped alleviate a lot of the expectations of like I don't know if I was like going on a date for example with someone that was like oh this could potentially be someone I like seriously see I feel like there's almost like a checklist that I have Mm -hmm. in my head of like oh does he meet all of these criteria I would say he does now knowing him better but I think when I first Mm -hmm. got to know him I was really unsure about a lot of those things on the surface, I was like, oh, this doesn't really fit the type of person I think I would date or be with. Mm-hmm. And I probably would have like not really pursued it and if I was less open-minded. But it's funny in a way that I think he's been like the person who's been the most aligned to what I look for, even though it didn't initially seem like that. So we kind of went on our about our year for quite a bit, but if you were to summarize your year in a couple of words, what words would you use? I would say from the student phase, quality time with people that mm-hmm. I care about. <laughs> Those are most words. <laughs> and then in, for new grad, I would say growing through ambiguity and intentionality. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that that was more words than I was expecting, but that's that's a good summary. Oh. <laughs> that's okay. That's a good summary. Yeah. What would be like the words or sentences uh, that you? you have for the year? Oh, yeah, sorry. I guess it was it wasn't very fair because I thought about this before I asked. My words were excitement, change, and serendipity, which was what I kind of mm. touched on. Is that in chronological order? Let's say all at once i think they were all all three of those Mm. were pretty present throughout the year okay wait let me try to summarize my words (laughs) (laughs) i would say quality time 
ambiguity uh-huh. and intentionality <laughs> yeah. okay okay that's good <laughs> okay okay nice in what ways do you think you were a different person at the start of this mm. year compared to now I think I was definitely a lot more closed-minded and naive in the beginning of the year, but I feel like I've seen a pretty mm-hmm. big change in me being like more open to trying new things, being more okay with uncertainty, reacting well to those uncomfortable situations, and I guess just understanding, like having a better grasp of my life. I feel like there's mm-hmm. still a lot that I have to learn but I feel like I am definitely a lot more independent now than I was in the beginning of the year. Even though mm-hmm. I kept saying, I guess, on this podcast that I thought I was really independent, <laughs> I don't yeah. really have too many people to lean on in Pittsburgh. And so I feel like I've learned to mm-hmm. like just be on my own and be okay with that. Mm-hmm. What about you? How do you think you've changed since the beginning of the year? Mm-hmm. Oh, just a comment on what your on your independence yeah. statement how you're like oh i kept saying that at the start i think that's probably a common thing that's gonna keep happening as yeah. we get older we keep recalibrating i guess what yeah. our definition of certain things mean mm-hmm. like we might think we're mature now but we could look back at this episode a year from now and be like oh they were <laughs> they didn't know what they were talking about yeah, <laughs> yeah. for myself i think i'm overall in a a lot better of a place mentally than I was at the start of this year and I think a lot of what I hoped for at this time last year came true this year's I think I was feeling pretty like lost in terms of my identity I was feeling really restless about life at this point last year but I think overall I was very optimistic for the year mm-hmm. to come and I think a lot of things I was looking forward to and optimistic about played out in the way I hoped mm-hmm. they did I know I, I I probably say this every year, but like the best year Aww. yet, and so <laughs> I think overall I yeah have been really happy this year mm. and more stable and content I think with life. Yeah, I guess that's more like mentally, but yeah, I think a lot of new experiences this year. Mm. I've probably grown in other ways due to these external experiences, but yeah, I'm glad that this <laughs> has been a good year for you. I think overall it's also mm-hmm. been a pretty good year for me. I just feel like there's still a lot of questions I have for myself. Like uh-huh. I I feel like I've become more comfortable with the ambiguity, but there's still there's some things that I want to follow up on next year. Like I'm not mm-hmm. there are some things I'm still not happy about in terms of like not having answers yeah. slash just areas of growth that I want to see next year. So I would say I'm more just like excited to work towards that next year and see where that goes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for the last part of this episode, we thought it would be fun to share some of our favorite things or things we'd recommend from this past year. I don't know if you watch these YouTube videos, but there is like an era of YouTube where everyone did their favorite mm-hmm. items of the year or like favorite makeup yeah. items and things like that. So that's what this kind of reminds me of. But I guess we just have like some random categories. So maybe we can just go down them and we can each say what our, what we would recommend. Okay, we can start with music, maybe. I think that one is like pretty easy to do because of Spotify rap. Yeah. But who, what were your top songs or top artists? Oh, and what location did you get? I'm kind of cu- I'm curious. It's it was okay. like the middle of nowhere in the states. <laughs> was it Provo, Utah? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay, me too. Because I remember seeing it, I was like, "This is so lame. I don't want to share this." <laughs> like, no one would know where this is. No, I think I know quite a few people who uh... got Provo, Utah. <laughs> I think it's because if you listen to Noah Khan, you get Provo, oh, Utah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> And that's the Mormon capital of the U.S. I learned yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the year where I really embraced, like many other people across the world, my Taylor Swift era. (laughs) I definitely was a very closeted Taylor Swift fan. And I don't know why it took me so long to just like truly appreciate her music. (laughs) But I think particularly (laughs) through some relationship struggles... (laughs) (laughs) and also after spotify came out with their lyrics feature i feel like i've like paid a lot more attention Mm. to taylor so she was my number one artist 
the other artists I've been listening to more are like in the same realm of Taylor Swift. Like if you are a T Swift fan, I feel like you'll also listen to these other people. Mm-hmm. But Gracie Abrams and the 1975 and role model this is like a pack into like some sort of indie pop (laughs) universe but that is my spotify wrapped yeah what about you mine yeah my top one was taylor swift i think it has been for many years sizza was my second one and then keshi noah khan and yeah i think those are my top five i think a, a top song in particular is not by any of those artists but the one i had on repeat the most this year was good pain by yoklore i don't know if you've ever heard of that song oh i don't think i've heard that song before but every time i show someone the song they're like oh that sounds like a carol Mm. song that sounds like (laughs) something that you would like to listen to and i also realized Uh that the name is like pretty indicative of some parts of the year it's called good pain (laughs) <laughs> and I think that's been a lot yeah. of, like, new grad for me is, like, a good amount of pain. Like, it's, like, the good type of pain, mm-hmm. you know, that you have to, like, live through. So, yeah. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I like how you related it <laughs> thematically to your own life. Yeah. My top song was Nonsense by Sabrina Carpenter. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like it always put me in a good mood. <laughs> related to songs, did you listen to any podcasts this year? you have anyone any favorites yeah so my top podcasts are the psychology of your 20s asian boss girl the tim ferris show and the more recent new one that i would say i've been listening to on a more frequent basis is morning brew daily it's a lot easier for me to tune into the news in the morning and listen to it while i'm doing other things like on my commute to work Mm -hmm. than to carve out time to actually read each yeah email so yeah morning brew daily has been really great in terms of like helping me just like get like a good like overview every morning yeah yeah my podcasts are pretty similar the psychology of your 20s i listen to a lot and then yeah i also mm-hmm. have been listening to the morning brew on my walk to work mm-hmm. and then i think the only different one would be the huberman lab podcast mm-hmm. i've been recently listening to more product podcasts like bunny's podcasts yeah, that's only when I feel like thinking about career outside of work. <laughs> yeah. Okay, do you have any favorite books from this past year? I know that I've definitely read a lot less books than you have, but one that you recommended that I read this year was Maybe You Should Talk to Someone. I've also been rereading The Great Gatsby, and that's been fun. I feel like when you read things for your own pleasure rather than being assigned it in school, it really, like, changes. (laughs) (laughs) You guys read it in high school English class? Yeah, I think I've always been someone who tends to lean more into, like, the nonfiction realm of books. But Mm -hmm. I think historical fiction seems a cool genre Mm -hmm. for me to explore more after reading it. What about you? I, this year, I, I tried to do the Goodreads challenge this year of reading 24 books, so like two books a month, but I did not succeed. There's like There was a lot of books this year that I started and got halfway through and then stopped reading. Like right now, I think I have seven books I'm currently reading <laughs> that I haven't finished. It's really hard for me to get through nonfiction books, but like one nonfiction book that I've started reading that I've been liking a lot is Outlive which is a book on longevity and health. Mm. And then overall, my favorite books I read this year, one is the memoir you you were talking about, Maybe You Should Talk to Someone Mm. by Laurie Gottlieb. And then the other book is Tomorrow, 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 which is a pretty popular fiction book. (laughs) Sorry, fun fact. Did you know that I wanted to get you that book for your birthday? Oh, yeah, you did tell me this because of the wave, right? yeah. But then Lynn found your Goodreads profile and was like, she already read it. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, because I read the plot and it seemed like something you would be interested in. Mm-hmm. A lot of my new friends in Pittsburgh, it's a lot of their favorite book. Favorite? Uh-huh. And the cover has the, the Great Wave, which is that Japanese art that you see everywhere. But that is mm-hmm. like what reminds me of Emily for some reason, <laughs> like in every museum art store i see the great wave i'm like oh uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah i guess i'm glad we didn't it would have been a good that book <laughs> it 
yeah, but you were you were right about me liking the book. <laughs> Do you have a favorite movie? <laughs> I think I've watched about two movies. <laughs> Um, I watched the Barbie movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> like everyone else. And, oh, I watched Spider-Man oh. Into the Spider-Verse. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I can say they're my favorite since I haven't watched that many other movies, but I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I want to hear what your favorite movie is. I watched a lot of movies this year. Not just the ones that came out, but movies from the past. I think some of the ones that stood out the theory of everything which is the movie about stephen hawking was really good the soundtrack is like a plus like johan johansson who is like the composer he showed up as my fifth top artist in my spotify rap because that's how many times i would listen to the album during work i would just Uh feel like i was a student in cambridge (laughs) listening to that soundtrack walking to work past lives was also pretty good Mm. Um, i want to watch that movie and In the Mood for Love is also a really good mm-hmm. movie. I rewatched it this year with my roommate. And I wouldn't say it's like the most complex in terms of like plot, but the directing style is really interesting. Mm-hmm. For anyone who's into like cinematography or color scheming, oh. it's very, very cool. So that brings us to the end of this episode. This was a pretty lengthy and tangential episode where I feel like we talked about a lot of different things but hopefully some of that was relatable or you're able to learn more about us and like maybe also do some reflecting on your year through listening to our experiences. I think spending some time with reflection is just as important as goal setting and especially if you are a new grad or you're in any sort of transition period in your life it can be really really fruitful to just think about like what the highlights of your year were what were the key moments or what were the larger themes and learnings of your year we can link some of the templates that we looked at or some of the guides we've seen online about structuring your end of year reflection in our description yeah if you have any thoughts around this episode Or even if you have any ideas on what you want to hear more about in 2024, please don't be shy to answer the poll on this podcast episode if you're listening on Spotify or any other platform, or shoot us a DM on Instagram. Yeah, we'd love to hear about what your year was like, what your thoughts were on this episode, and what you want to listen to in 2024. Mm-hmm. okay yeah thanks for the support and listening to us throughout 2023 we grew quite a bit in 2023 even though i think we didn't have as much time as we'd like to have dedicated to the podcast but mm-hmm. i'm excited for 2024 and where we're gonna take this and thanks to all the people who had us as their number one podcast on spotify yeah. raft <laughs> it was cute to see our stats and the number of people who had us in their spotify wrapped hope everyone has a good holiday season and start to their new year see you in 2024 bye thank you for listening to today's episode subscribe to this podcast on spotify apple podcasts and google podcasts new episodes will be coming out bi-weekly on mondays Follow us on Instagram at hello.realworld and on Twitter at hellorealworld underscore to stay updated. Bye!